So broken agreements are happening all the time in your world, I'm sure. Someone says yes, and then they get busy because maybe their time management skills aren't that good. They didn't write it down and they, and they didn't get to it. And you're going to work them through a process. So you want to share the facts of the story. You want to explore the other person's intent. You want to move to action and then you want to solve the problem together. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another great episode of Out of the Hourglass. NCG's managing partner, Brian Nolan, and Nolan Painting's field supervisor, Connor Mulraney, join us for a conversation on giving feedback, a critical part of any managerial role, but more specifically in this case, an important component of the field and operations advanced training. From navigating broken agreements to understanding how and when to give daily feedback to your team, Brian and Connell highlight the real impact these regular conversations can have on the team dynamics, personal development, and the overall company productivity. This is an essential component in the development of people and the success of any team environment. This discussion is taken from a recent workshop designed for advanced field management, focusing on the leadership behaviors required to succeed, as well as tools that can be used to enhance communication and accountability. Out of the Hourglass is a podcast channel dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop high-performing teams, and build sustainable growth. It's time to get out of the hourglass. We're going to go on to uh, this, this topic of giving feedback. Does anybody um, have a hard time giving feedback? Come on, come on. Does anybody look, anybody, right? It's, it's not easy, right? Because we like, we think feedback is gonna cause conflict. We make up stories about how someone's gonna respond when we give them feedback. We have, we have the whole story all planned out. So we're gonna stand, we're gonna be passive aggressive. We're, we're just gonna hold it in there. Um, and then one day we'll blow up maybe. Um, so what I want you, you to work on is to develop some, some practical tools on becoming really good at giving feedback. Hey, I get, this is a big ask. It's, it's a big yeah. ask because um, it, it's, it's like writing with your non-dominant hand. It, it's uncomfortable. But can I share cannot, something? Yeah, please. Uh, sorry to interject. Uh, I did take this class, not this exact one, but I was like two years ago, I took the job leader one that you guys do. Yeah. That's the lower thing. And that was one of my hugest struggles was giving feedback. And after that class, I started giving tons of feedback. And all it did was just leaps and bounds with everyone I do it with. Everyone. It's like immediate feedback. It wasn't even when I get angry with someone of course yeah i'd step back a bit but i'd give it that same day and leaps and bounds with everybody like instant feedback giving feedback whether it's good or bad or even if it's just like mediocre i give that same feedback and be like hey this was good but hey look this might could have been where you could have been perfect that's the only thing that's missing here perfect and like i've never had a bad response with the feedback hey tristan that was awesome you just made my day <laughs> you just made my day. 
I, I, I used to be so terrible at giving feedback because I'm a high eye in this. Like, I, I want to be liked. Right? I just do. I, I don't like I don't like causing conflict um, until I realized that I'm going to lose my job unless I start giving people feedback when I was in the corporate world. So I, I, I have this phrase. You probably probably remember this, Tristan. I get feedback. I, I give back. I get feedback often. People always know where they stand. With me, I give more good feedback than bad feedback. People do way more good than they do bad. And some, a lot of us keep score. Well, I can't give them positive feedback because they just did a bunch of bad, bad things last week. So we, we play this game. So when people like Tristan start to be real and authentic and realize this, when you build trust in your team that they trust that you have their best interest in mind, then feedback is merely meant to develop them and make them better. So you've got to give feedback on the basis of trust, which means you're having development conversations. You're doing the one-year vision. You say to them, hey, I'm gonna give you feedback often, okay? I wanna I want make sure you know, I'm gonna, you're gonna always know where you stand. Um, I, I, Tristan, I, I've had so many people over the course of a decade leave my office and I call them back in and say, you know what, I, I wasn't quite clear. I, I, I need to make sure I'm giving you direct feedback. So I have worked, I've spent a career working and getting better at this. And if you're not good at this, then you're not gonna go very far because remember, you're only as good as your people below you. And it starts with this, this concept of broken agreements. Broken agreement sounds pretty formal, doesn't it? But we make agreements all day long. You're gonna go do that, right? Good, deal, deal. That's an agreement. And then it doesn't happen. And then how do we handle it? So my goal for you here is to have a tool to handle broken agreements. Setting, it really starts with setting clear expectation that's your responsibility. Um, and understanding if it's a pattern with someone or if it's, if it's a first time, because when it's a pattern, then it becomes a relationship issue, right? So it can't become a pattern. You got to catch it super early. You got to refuse what's called the fool's choice, silence or violence. Silence is passive aggressiveness and violence is blowing up. You got to make it safe. You got to explore the other person's intent. I'm going to give you a tool how to do that. But before I do that, what is our role? One of the things that I've learned recently, not recently, but over the past several years is to get better at this. After I give someone something, I'll say, hey, can you tell me what you heard? I'm trying to, I'm trying to become a better communicator. That, that question, if you're not asking it, might be worth the price of this class. Because <laughs> half the time, someone tells me what they heard and it's not what I, at least I thought I said. So now I don't wanna sound condescending. Tell me what you heard. It's not about that. It's, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a better communicator. Can you, can you tell me what you heard? Is there anything that, that needs clarification? We're good then. Uh, 
Catherine next door does this to me almost, almost daily. I don't even have to ask her now. She goes, let me tell you what I heard. Good. Uh, so start there. Literally, that is a, a takeaway you can do right away and you will be shocked. You know why? Because people are playing their own movie in their head. And it's not about your lips, it's about their ears. And you think they heard what you said, but they, they're, they're thinking about something else and they're catching like every third word and they're not getting it all. So you own that piece of it. Let's be super, super clear there. Um, all right, so then just pretty, pretty uh, easy tool. You want to create safety? You want to see something like, like hey, Tristan, I, I, could, I could use your help. Do you have a minute? Can I talk to you about something? Make a new uh, agreement. Can I talk to you about something? Sure, boss. Um, state the broken agreement. Hey, last week when we talked about the importance of blank, you fill in the blank. Uh, I'm not seeing this. So you want to share the facts of the story. You want to explore the other person's intent. You want to move to action. And then you want to solve the problem together. So broken agreements are happening all the time in your world, I'm sure. Not intentionally. Someone says yes, and then they get busy because maybe their time management skills aren't that good. They didn't write it down and they, and they didn't get to it and they didn't tell you about it. And now you're like, you're getting ticked off. So you're about to have an amygdala hijack, which you're not gonna do because you had this class. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna have time and you're gonna work them through a process. You're gonna become a professional manager. That's what, that's what this is about having systems to deal with human behaviors that aren't in alignment with what they should be without blowing up. Um, so it, it will sound something like this. Um, let me get my, my thing here. Uh, I'm gonna role play with, with my friend, Connell Moraney, if I could, uh, because he's been breaking a lot of agreements. Yeah. <clears throat> Hey, Connell, do you got a minute? Yes, boss. I do. So can I talk to you about something? Yeah. So, sure. So two weeks ago when we talked about you starting to train John yes. on the A2 skills, mm -hmm. um, talked about that, right? Yeah. That? So I, I, I just ran into John and he, I asked him how his training was going. And uh, well, he indicated he hadn't had it yet. Right. Can I ask you where, where it fell down? Yeah, I, I guess I own this a little bit, but you know, we are busy. We pulled off those two big projects, and I think honestly, I just let it go. I figured he might start it himself, but he didn't. Uh, first one he did really good in, but I was with him all the way in it. And as I said, then we just got caught up in big, big projects, and it got away from me. I, I totally get that you're busy, yeah. so I, I appreciate yeah. that. But what I'm concerned about is like, what, what can we do going forward? What can I, is, is there something I can do to help? I think what I need to do is what I did with them at the very beginning. I had it set every Tuesday we were doing, we were visiting the learning paths with him and he was On picking Tuesdays. it up. Yeah, and he was just picking it up to get there. And I, I listen, I got away from it. I, I know that myself. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'll get back on it. You know, I'll start it next week and then I'll get it back into a pattern on Tuesday. So you can check in. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll check back yeah. in. Yeah. Great, great. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, there's one there for you. 
training. Yeah. I mean, training. Who who's doing it? I mean, it's just it takes time to train. So maybe someone says, I'll train, and they're not doing it. And, and so, the answer is the answer that you're going to get most of the time is I don't have time to train because we did talk about it earlier, productivity and projects and, and revenue and everything gets in the way. But at the end of the day, you have to you have to make it, you have to stop and make time for John and his A2. Because when you do that, John gets better at his skills. And he becomes a bigger asset to the crew, and you're you're able to utilize him way better than you as an A one. So I mean, just I mean, think about what a better leader you become, what a, what an authentic leader you become when uh, you can address a broken agreement in a non-conflict situation by having some ways to do this. Um, whenever I give feedback, by the way. I write it down. Can I, I ask a question again? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, please. Um, so that's one of my hardest things is trying to get people to understand that training only helps them out. Like when I was a job lead and I had a bunch of people, we were working on jobs and stuff. To me, it made the most sense to always train people and I get them trained up real fast. But that's one of the things I've struggled since I've been a crew leader. I'm having to manage a bunch of different jobs and I can't get my job leads to understand how valuable it is to train their guys up because it only benefits them in a month or two, you know, and it'll, they only see the now and I can't get them to realize like, as soon as you train this person up, bang, now they're good. Now you don't, your team's stronger. And then you train the next person up, boom, now your team's even stronger. Yeah. I, well, you're, you're nailing it. Yeah. You're nailing it. You, you're nailing the whole cultural, cultural issue. You know, cultural acceptance that training is important. I will tell you this. It starts with the owner of your companies. You need to be asking them uh, to read it in the vision, the importance of training in our company. We, we develop people. Consider making developing people one of your values. Consider talking about training once a week at your crew leader meetings. Recognize someone, a crew leader who has advanced um, someone from one level to, to the next. So we did a meeting yesterday and um, it was a monthly meeting and Sadi got mentioned again, the customer wrote on the report card. It was very warm to listen to Sadi teaching the young painters the right way. She didn't say Sadi was Training, painting her house with inexperienced people. She said it was nice to hear Sadi in a warm way treating and training the, the new painters, the painters, how to do something the right way. Sadi is a trainer. And so after hearing that, I know for a fact, like you can just imagine if that was praise for Sadi, he's going to be a training machine again today because it just it causes the same behavior. Actually, I'm going to give you praise. Praise causes future good results yeah. to be sure. I'm going to also say, Tristan, all of us sort of get what we tolerate. Yeah. And one of the things that we as organizations have to stop tolerating is uh, people not understanding that training is part of their job description. That if you want to be a crew leader here, then training is the way you do it. Training is everything. It's, it's not about how well you apply material or substance. It's about how well you run yeah. your crew leader 
and leaders trade. Maybe he doesn't want to be a crew leader. Um, so the, the issue you pointed out is not an easy answer. It takes about a year to turn a company to become a training machine. And I, it starts with the culture from the, from the top and have a conversation with the owners, the president, about incorporating it and passionately making it important. And putting it in the budget. And putting it, yeah. Because when you put time for training in a budget, when, there's a, when there is a place where you can go and clock in for training, leaders tend to train more. We have found that. Uh, what's stopping it right now, and maybe in your, in your uh, instance, is the fact that the guys are like, I'm, they're just drilling down on hours projects, getting them completed on time. But if I know as a job leader that there is a place where I can stop this project and go and clock in and train Brian on how to paint a window, I will go there because it's not affecting my project. But that only happens when you put training in the budget. So it's like Brian said, it starts at the very top. And you know what I do too? I, I, the way I give feedback to groups, uh, to people is uh, it's a, a struggle. I struggle on purpose. I, I bring your crew leaders together and say, you guys got to help me. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm really struggling here, guys. Training is going to become the most important thing for us in our growth. And I, I need your help. I need your help. I do that. You guys got to help me. It, it's, this is, it, it's not going away. And then make them a part of it. Make them. So, so uh, Nolan has their guys their crew submitting training videos mm -hmm. and um, rewarding them for you know good quality three four minute videos on how to perform a certain task. Hundred dollars for the best video. And now they're they're involved in it. You've really got to get the guys involved in it as opposed to trying to force feed them. We're going to talk more about this next week because it's a big issue. I totally get it, and um, um, I, I talk about it incessantly because unless we get good at this the crafts are going away because <laughs> no one's i mean we need to take good people we take great people and teach them to be good craftsmen um so this broken agreement is start to make a list by the way this week uh and the next week of just different broken different remember different things you you ask someone to do Ask them, hey, tell me what you heard. I'm trying to communicate better. And then make a list of where they get broken and start to address them in a non, uh, non sort of frictional way. Um, Kyle's got some, I should call these 12, Kyle's yeah. 12 rules of feedback. Can you, can you hit a few of these? Yes, can I can. So, one, so some of the things that I'll say here on this really quick is, Every time you say the word, I'm going to give you some feedback, fear comes right in. What the hell did I do wrong? And that's because we don't have a good culture of giving feedback. You should be able to give good feedback. We give feedback often. And when you have that culture, when you, the culture in the company is we give feedback, good or bad, and we give it often, and sometimes when it's good and when sometimes it's a redirect. Um, the, when you go to an employee then or to a crew leader and say, can I give you some feedback? It's accepted because that's something that we do. So tell them you will be giving them feedback. Let's not, let's, not, let's not shock somebody with it. It's not a surprise. Feedback is not, I'm going to go there to the job and zap them. 
that's not feedback. That's just malice. That's it. Test something. Doing something good. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like I said, do it often. And be specific. So take an index card and write down three things that you want to talk about in the feedback. You know, don't 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 come in there babbling and they're like, what the hell is he on about? Pick three things, make them very specific. These are the three things you want to talk about and look at them and go through them. And when you have the three of them, when you've given the feedback on the three things, you know exactly this is you controlled the feedback. This is how you want it. These are the three topics you wanted to hit. There are three things you wanted to hit in the feedback. And don't be afraid to ask, like, am I wrong in saying this? Like, make it a two-way street. Most times when you give that feedback and ask them and you struggle, it Brian said, am I wrong in saying this? People become, you know, the empathy kicks and go, no, nah, you know what, Brian, you're, you're right. Or you know what, Colin, you're right. I, I did miss this. Um, give praise often. We don't praise enough. We, we, as managers and crew leaders, we are terrible at it. And it's something that we need to practice more. You know, you've all heard me in crew leader training saying, you know, take so many dimes, move them over back in your pocket. But at the end of the day, please be specific on your praise. Get and make praise happen because it only, it only creates more of the same behavior. And we all love it. Anybody that gets praise feels really good afterwards. And don't be negative. And don't do it in public. Not a place. And, and you know, you, you all know that now. But you need to be able to train your crew leader and say, hey, just do me a favor, John. Do not give, give uh, feedback in public. Negative feedback. Negative feedback. Yeah, give positive feedback. Oh, man, you sing that off the trees. And explain how, you know, it set clear expectations going forward. It is, number eight's a great one. You know, so this is, so uh, do, can we agree here, Connell, going forward? Um, you'll, you'll make sure that John's getting training on a Tuesday and I nod up and down. It's an agreement. It's a, it's a, a new agreement, but it's an agreement. Um, get feedback from them. Don't be afraid to ask them what, what they think about it. Um, Self-talk around feedback. A lot of us were going to the job, like Brian said earlier, you're going to give uh, somebody feedback and you're telling yourself a million stories. That's head trash. Kick them out. You should go in there with an open mind, sit down and talk about what it is. Don't listen to the stories that's going on in your head. So, you know, don't Oreo cookie it. People will look for a reprimand every time you praise them. It's also, it's discounts the praise. Don't use but. <laughs> actually, I, I do want to, yeah, I, I actually want to point out like the way to do this, because yeah. this is, this is clearly misunderstood. People always talk about Oreo cookie, say something good. And then give them, give them a zap and they say something good again. That's, that's not the way to do it, actually. All the, the experts are in. But if you read a book that's about how to give a, a, a crucial you know, conversation, say something like this. So it's good to put feedback in context. Hey, I do understand that you work hard and care. I, I don't want this feedback to take away from that in any way. I do need to address the fact that you're, arriving late to work often. So be, be, be specific about what you want to address. Put it in contact. Understand this makes it safe because now he or she knows that you understand that I work hard when I'm here. <laughs> uh, so that's a key thing about this. Um, so these are good, good lessons. The one that uh, 
you you and I had years ago, which I thought was great. I I came to Brian way back years ago. Had a problem with it with a crew, and he said, you know. So one of the things he said to me was, you know, he said, so start out this way. Take the crew and set them down. And it was about paper, plastic, and dust. It was everywhere. The dust. There was no paper and plastic everywhere. And so I ended up sitting them down and said, guys, so he kind of backing me into a corner here. I thought we were on the same team. But I mean, we talked about this before, and I can buy every time I go to a project of your guy, one, one, one or two projects a week, you guys have like a tremendous amount of dust. And, and you're putting me in a bad position. And I want to be, I like the fact that we get along well together, but you're backing me into a corner. And I, and I have my role and you have your role. And if I have to come out of that corner, I'm going to come out. So can we please address this issue? I'm telling you, it worked magic because there was a struggle to it. Um, there was obviously the broken agreement, but the whole team thing. So it is about word track and then Look at yourself in the mirror before you give the feedback. Like, to go into a room somewhere, a bathroom, look in the mirror, and actually talk yourself through it and look at how do you look as you're giving this feedback. I know that may sound weird, and you don't want anybody to hear you to think you're talking to yourself, but these are the things that you need to practice on. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group a nationwide business coaching and consulting firm with coaches located throughout the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd love to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.